Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. Ever felt a little like you were drifting through your life, simply reacting to what was coming at you, but lacked the intentionality of taking control of your future? Today on episode 35 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Dan Dominguez. Dan is a passionate coach of coaches, and after adding value in several jobs, has dedicated his life to helping others find their why. Knowing and living your purpose is non-negotiable for exponential personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. Simon Sinek said a phrase that I will never forget and that I repeat in many of my seminars. People lose their way when they lose their why. I've seen many a person question their self-worth, question whether they're making a difference at work, question their life path, when they've lost sight of what makes them unique and how that they can add value to the world around them. Finding your why is a journey of self-discovery, often best unearthed through working with a coach who asks you the key questions that zero in on what makes you tick. Then living your why is a daily act of self-management, aligning your goals and actions with your core purpose. My guest today is Dan Dominguez. Here's a little bit about Dan. He loves to connect with people and make a difference. And that's what he does every day in his role as the Chief Growth Officer at Y Institute. Dan is a former academic scholar, college mascot, that's probably a good question to ask, an Army Ranger, a national sales leader for a Fortune 500 company, a marathon runner, a track and cross-country coach, and a Rotarian. That is what enables Dan to connect with almost anyone easily, playing a large role in his position at Y Institute. He and his wife, Monica, enjoyed raising their oldest daughter, Jazz, who is now married and living in Chicago with her husband and their first grandchild. And they look forward to spending more time together as they raise their youngest daughter, Sophia. Dan and I found each other on LinkedIn, and I believe his message resonates with my own and that you are going to be inspired by him. Welcome, Dan. Wow. Thank you so much, Paul. That was a great introduction. And I'm so glad to be here with you because I've been following what you do. And, uh, you know, it so resonates with the work that we do. And you said it all in that introduction. So I'm just looking forward to hearing what questions you have and how we can enlighten your audience about how to discover their why and live it. Absolutely. Well, Dan, you have a ton of leadership experiences that have helped shape you into the person you are today. Which ones would you say were the most influential in your life for what you do now as a connector and a, I'll call you a growth catalyst for people? That's a great question. So, Paul, you know, I I always like to say I have a bachelor's in business from the University of New Mexico and a master's in leadership from Uncle Sam's Army. I had the opportunity (laughs) To be uh, an enlisted soldier, I had an opportunity to be in the ROTC while I was at the University of New Mexico, and I was an armored cavalry officer in the United States Army. You know, and I always tell people, you want to test your leadership. One of the things we have to do when we're in a in a in a situation where you're being fired at in an ambush is run towards the fire. That is so <laughs> counterintuitive. <laughs> lead people to run towards the fire while firing their weapon, because we know that, look, running from the fire, you're all going to be shot in the back and dead. If we run towards the fire and fire back, there's a chance some of us will live. Now, we don't know who's going to live, but I always say, look, if you can convince people to do that, you can lead just about anything. So I learned a lot in the military in terms of my leadership, my ROTC training. As you said, I've had a lot of mentors and a lot of opportunities to lead and learn. I was a student council leader in, in high school. I was a, 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 a troublemaker leader in middle school, and I got, the, I got a little better as I got into high school. And that leadership just continued to be developed throughout my career. And I've always enjoyed making a difference in the lives of others. And I think when you lead from a place of helping others succeed, people come to you 
and they want to be part of your team. So I always had very talented teams where I was in the army, whether I was in corporate sales or whether I was leading a student council because it, was, it wasn't ever about, hey, how good can I be? It's how good can we be? How can I help you be the next best leader? How do you get you promoted so that when I leave, you can take my place? Oh, that's so good. And by the way, thank you for your service to our country. Absolutely. Thank you for recognizing that, Paul. And student council rocks. Right? <laughs> I, was, you know, I was in student council too. Yes. You don't <laughs> That's our real, future. You don't realize how much you learn there until it comes back to you in, in, in your adult life. And like, I dealt with this before. I remember, right? I had yes. an idea. Nobody liked it. But I had to push through it and I had to go around and get people behind it. And then we got something approved that everybody thought, there's no way that's going to happen. But if you <laughs> did it right and you talked to the right people and you got support. And so you realize that, you know, there, you, you got to learn how to plant people. That's a skill I learned since uh, high school. <laughs> well, that's what's interesting is like that's the only place I got leadership skills in high school was in student council, right? All the other classes are focused on their math and science. And there wasn't a lot of leadership there, but that was the one place that I heard that message. And, you know, I, I just glazed it over back then um, until almost into my thirties when I realized I love leadership, you know, and it was, so that was, that was just an interesting takeaway. If we could drive leadership principles down younger you know, into young adults and into uh, high schoolers and middle schoolers, that'd be awesome for our future. Well, and, and you know, one of the things I've learned, and in, in, I think most people want to be led. At the end of the day, there's only so many leaders in the world. Most people just want to, hey, tell me what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's a responsibility. It's a gift to be a leader, but it's also a responsibility that we lead people in the right way so that they can succeed. Because a lot of people say, hey, look, you know, I know a lot of I knew a lot of talented salespeople in my sales career. And I'd say, hey, look, I want to promote you to to be a regional manager. And they'd say, no way. I like what I do. I just like dealing with my customers. I don't want to worry about performance and 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 quotas and everything else. I want to worry about me and get my job done. People that probably would have been great leaders, but they also knew their limitations. So at the end of the day, we have to realize that there's a need for leaders and good leaders are hard to come by. So any anybody who's a student of leadership like yourself, uh, I, I commend you because we need good leaders in this world. Yeah, and you bring up a really great point that not everybody needs a leadership position, right? We can all influence others around us and we should and we are if anyone's watching us, which is most of us. But we all don't need to be in that position because you're right. You get shot at in that in that leadership position. You have a responsibility, a stewardship when you're in leadership to uh, take care of those under your care. So, yeah, some people are either not cut out for it. They don't want to go there because of that responsibility or they're just rocking it in their frontline performance. And we need to let them do that. Exactly. You know, uh, we do that in every industry, whether it's programming, sales. We take the best salesperson and say, well, let's put them in a leadership position. <laughs> Yeah. But we don't give them any leadership training. We just say, hey, now you're the boss. And now you got seven salespeople reporting to you. And they're oh. like, well, what do I do? Because this is not what you did in order to be a rock star salesperson. Same thing happens, you know, when when uh, in, a, in an IT company, best programs. Oh, you're going to be a group leader for the programmers. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I, I don't know how to lead people. So it's important that I think we all realize if you do take on that leadership role, don't be afraid to ask questions, find a mentor and have somebody help you be better. Yes. Well, well said. So you're the chief growth officer of the Y Institute. I love that title since my business is growing forward services. So I, I love that title. Maybe I'll rename myself that. <laughs> what, what do you spend 80% of your time doing in that role? Great question. What the, probably the primary thing that I do, um, Paul, is spend time with people like you spend time with people who are helping others grow and introduce them to our system. Uh, the, the last couple of weeks have been fantastic because we're getting into some partnerships with a lot of great people that have access to big databases of coaches that we're partnering with in order to bring the Y discovery to those coaches. So my time for the first two years that I was here at Y Institute was spent just like every other new sales role, right? Knocking on doors that I didn't even know if I was knocking on the right door, <laughs> connecting with people through LinkedIn, building my following, creating a show. But what I get to spend most of my time with is 
helping coaches understand their own personal why operating system and then helping them apply it to their practice so they can then be successful. There are a lot of great coaches out there that are doing amazing things. But one of the things, you know, I like to think, I like to explain it this way, Paul. Every coach says, hey, we got, we've got to start with self-awareness. I don't think any coach that I work with says, I got to start with, uh, with something else. They want to right. know, who are you? Yep. Let's figure out who you are before we start the work. And on the other side, they have all these assessments. This, Colby, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram. There's so many that they can choose from. Yes. But what's missing is what's in between. And that's where the why discovery comes in because the other assessments tell you how you do things. Colby tells you about energy. Tells, DISC tells you about how you communicate. Um, Myers-Briggs tells you about your personality. But none of them tell you about what motivates you, what drives you. Mm-hmm. And that's what the why discovery does. So when we put it in that context, almost every coach I talk to says, okay, I need that because I'm spending a lot of time on that in the beginning. And what you've developed is a shortcut for me. So that's what I get to do. I help people have that aha moment. And then we help them help their clients have those same aha moments so they can go forward with the coaching they already do best. So I'm assuming you chose uh, coaches as your target audience because they have influence over so many more clients. So if you can get the coaches to understand this philosophy, it's going to bless so many more people uh, across the world, right? That's exactly right, Paul. We have a big, hairy, audacious goal, just like every company. Gary and I and Jerry and and the team said, look, we want to help a billion people discover them. Wow. So how do we do that? We can't do it one-on-one with me and Paul. Even if I meet (laughs) with one client every hour for the rest of my life, we're not going to get there. Right. The way we're going to do that is by reaching coaches. You know, our coaches uh, range from coaches who work with small business, small yoga studios, family-owned businesses, to coaches who work with Fortune 100 executives that are, you know, impacting millions in, uh, of dollars in revenue. So every coach that we train that does 100 wide discoveries or 1,000 wide discoveries a year helps us get to that goal a lot faster. So we purposefully work with established coaches also because we are not a coaching organization. We have an amazing tool to help your clients discover their why. But you have to have a product. You have to have an offering. What is it that you offer to your clients? Are you a leadership coach? Are you a sales coach? What is it that they can do? We're just going to help you understand what drives that client to move forward so you know how to talk to them in their language. We call it the platinum rule, and we can talk more about that if you want to hear about it. Yes. I love when you use the word billion when it comes to people. I mean, that's a big vision. I love big visions, love being a part of them, and uh, I love when, when organizations don't think small but they think big. Uh, what led to that, like picking that number and saying, we're just, we're just going to go for that. Everybody, you know, you know, it's great that you say that, but we've had co- coaches we work with say, why only a billion, right? <laughs> There's, there are 8 billion people on the planet. Why don't we go for a bigger number? But we started with that billion dollar number. And, and you, by the way, Paul, you are part of that movement. You're, you're helping us spread the word about what we do. The, the billion is every every mastermind we go to, every big uh, coaching gathering that we get to. At all, everybody talks about how do you make an impact because it's not mm-hmm. about making money, right? I mean, we need money to pay our bills, to pay our yeah. mortgage, to pay for gas. That's now five dollars a gallon, six dollars a gallon. But what drives us is making an impact on people. When yes. I get the opportunity to help somebody understand. What drives them? I did this yesterday with a law firm in town. I don't do a lot of individual workshops anymore because we have so many coaches that can do them. But this is a personal friend. And I did a workshop with them. And to see that light bulb go off when somebody says, oh, my gosh, that describes me. I've always known that about myself. But now I have the language to describe why it is that I do what I do, how I go about it, and what it is that I bring. And when they when we see that, and I've had a chance to do it with over 600 people the last three years and hundreds of companies that we work, we've worked with, it's very satisfying. And we want to do that for as many people as possible. So our coaches, as a matter of fact, we have our coaches conference coming up in September here in Albuquerque, and all our coaches are coming into town. So we're wow. going to get a chance to see everybody in person for the first time because last year we couldn't do it because we had the pandemic. So yeah. we did it virtual. So we're going to get all our coaches together in Albuquerque for their recertification. We're going to get get some great education done and have fun. 
Oh, that's going to be so amazing. I got the, the positivity that's going to be in the room is going to be off the chart. <laughs> I, I cannot wait, Paul. These are amazing coaches. And, and these are the people, you know, we know where we are, right? When we're talking about a thousand coaches, 10,000 coaches, a, a, a million coaches to get to a billion people, we're barely in that first, you know, the law of diffusion of innovation says that first one and 2% are your innovators. Those are yes. You know, Dan, what you're doing sounds like something I want to try. I want to contribute to that. That's a better way. That's different. And I want to be the one. These are the people that stand in line for the new iPhone. Even though a couple <laughs> of days later, they could just walk in and get it. No, they'll stand in line because they want to get the first one. Right? Yep. They want to be the first one of their friends. So we're so thankful for those uh, first 140 some coaches that are going to be gathered together here soon. The pioneers. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Well, take us back a little bit, Dan. We're we talking about why, why, why. Spend a few moments um, telling us about how you got hooked on why and why. What, what did it did in your own life that led you to the point where it's like this was transformational for you personally? Yeah. So let me take you back to September 2019. I came home from one of my many business trips as a as the VP of sales for the this drug company, this pharmaceutical device, this device company that I was working for, and I had a big team. But guess what? When you're the VP of sales at a big company and Stanford wants to make a big purchase, they don't want to talk to the local rep. They don't <laughs> want to talk to the manager. They want to talk to the director, right? Who's the sales director? So off I go, get on a plane, go to Palo Alto, and get, let's, go, let's go close that deal. Well, then Northwestern wants to talk to me, too. So we got to fly to Chicago and then Duke's, Duke University Medical Center. I was doing a lot of traveling, spending three weeks on the road out of the month, sleeping in hotels much more than I was sleeping at home. Mm. And I had a seven-year-old daughter. And I still do. She's a little older now. But uh, I came home and my wife handed me her journal and said, I want you to read this. Uh-oh. And my daughter was <laughs> writing about her birthday party, which was coming up in October. And it was a great story. She's a good little writer, even at seven years old, about all her friends are there. We live on a small farm, so we have chickens and sheep, and the kids are just having a blast, you know, having uh, a farm experience. And then she gets to a line that says, um, unfortunately, my dad couldn't be there because he mm. had to work. And uh, I wanted to call him and thank him for the party, but I didn't want to bother him because his work's important. Oh, and if if he gets in trouble at work, um, you know, he could lose his job. And my mom's a teacher. We could never afford our farm on my mom's salary. So we'd have to move to the city. And, you know, for this little girl who's grown up on a farm, that would be the worst thing ever. Right. <laughs> right. And, and I realized that I was bringing that stress home, you know, trying to hit the number, trying to make the quota, trying to improve the performance of everybody around me. And as somebody who loves to contribute to others. I didn't feel like I was making enough of a difference at work. So I'd come home after traveling all week. And guess what I was doing? I was volunteering. I was a Rotary Club president. I was on three different boards. I still wanted to make a difference in my community, even though I was spending. And, and so the people that were getting short, the short end of that was my family. Yeah. So I made a decision that day in September of 2019. Hey, I'm, I'm leaving this. And I went to HR and I said, guys, I'm, I'm, taking, my, uh, I'm taking my ball and I'm going to go play somewhere else. And they said, are you nuts? You're seven years away from the pension. And I said, yeah, I'm also seven years away from having a teenage daughter who doesn't know me and mm. having a, a wife who's no longer my wife. So what, what good is that pension going to do me? Yeah. So I left. No plan, nothing. Uh, took my chips and gave them to my financial advisor Whoa. and said, what can I do? And he said, take, <laughs> take your time, Dan. You've got a little bit of a cushion here. Uh -huh. uh, find something you love. So that Saturday, Paul, uh, I'm playing in a golf. So uh, I'm playing in a golf tournament in October. So about a month later, and uh, at the end of it, my dentist and 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 good friend Gary Sanchez, who's the founder of Y Institute, is there. And I had a little bit of a toothache. I call it the toothache that changed my life, <laughs> because I said, "Hey, Gary, can can you get me in on Monday? I don't know if something's going on." He says, "Sure, come on in." I go in, and Gary, like he does, he did with everyone else. He said. Hey, Dan, what's going on? I heard you you left you left your job. What are you doing? I said, I don't know, Gary. Uh, whatever I do next, I'm going to love it. It's, whatever I do next, it's going to be something I would do even if I weren't getting paid. And he says, Dan, do you know your why? And that's where it started. He took wow. me through the why discovery. We found out just my why, my how, and my what. 
And I realized that the way I'm wired, and we say wired, W-H-Y-R-E-D, the way I'm <laughs> wired wasn't fitting what I was doing. Because my why is to contribute to the success of others, make a difference, make a positive impact. So in everything I do, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But when I started working at a place where numbers were more important than people, I was in conflict with my why. And so that's why I was gaining weight. That's why I was stressed. That's why my daughter was feeling stressed. As soon as I left that environment, my home life got better. And then as soon as I, and Gary says, Dan, after we went through the process, he said, Dan, can I take you to lunch? And we went to lunch at a little Chinese place across the street. And he told me about what he was doing. He says, hey, I'm going to, I'm giving up dentistry. He had one of the most successful dental practices in town. Whoa. I've been doing this why stuff on the side. I want to do it full time. And I need someone like you to help me monetize it. And I said, I'm in because the impact that it had on me, all of a sudden my life made sense. Mm-hmm. And when I said, I want that for other people and I want to help you. So I signed up in December, 2019, took us a couple of months of uh, just talking. I went to a coaches conference where we had all our initial coaches. We had like 18 people there and I learned more about it. And the more I learned about it, the more I wanted to be a part of it. I remember they asked the question, why are you here? At that, And I said, I don't know why I'm here, but I know that I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And three, almost three years later, I am so glad that I was because we are making a difference in the lives of others. Wow, that is a fantastic story. We're we're kindred spirits, my friend, because <laughs> that is I my sure. that, that's my heart as well is to, uh, to to contribute, like you said, and and spread the the good news of helping people find their purpose so that they, their lives light up like yours did. Yeah. Wow, G- Gary left his dentist practice. That is, I mean, that's uh, uh, I mean, it's so transformational in him. Like he couldn't not do it, right? He couldn't not do it. And that's exactly what I say. Look, you got to find something, you know, where you say, look, I can't not do this. You know, Gary, as I said, I was his patient. I know because my insurance would pay a certain amount. And then I had to write a check for another $150 on top of what they paid. It was a very successful practice. Everybody who was anybody went to Gary. And he said, you know, this is what I want to do. And now that as we've spent two and a half years really grinding, figuring things out, creating the Y discovery, creating the YOS dis- discovery, and now sharing it with coaches. And every day I get video testimonials from coaches and say, Dan, you're not going to believe what happened today. I had this client and I took them through the process and this is what they had to say. And so we know we're making a difference and now it's just a matter of getting it out to more people. Yeah, for sure. You know, in your experience, Dan, roughly what percentage of people that you've met have actually found their why and living it versus those who are still searching for it or just oblivious of the benefits of finding it? You know, one of the differences that that we have to um, that we have that we struggle with is people think they know their why. So I'll talk to Paul and I'll say, so, Paul, what's your why? Paul will say, well, you know, my business is my why. I, I, I get up every morning wanting to make my business successful. But guess what? Your business could go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. You could sell your business. Then what's your why? Or yep. a lot of a popular answer is my kids or my why. Right. Guess what? I have a 33-year-old daughter. Kids go to high school and they stop being home a lot. Then they go to college and you don't see them except for holidays. And then they get married and then you see them even less and less. Then what's your why? Yep. So those are purposes. Those are reasons why we do things. But your why is internal. It's what mm-hmm. drives you to do everything that you do. So Gary, when he listened to Simon Sinek's TED Talk in, you know, in 2008, he did something you and I didn't do. He called Simon and said, hey, Simon, can you help me find my why? I loved your TED Talk. Whoa. He worked with Simon for eight months to figure out Whoa. why. <laughs> and then he became obsessed with it and spent the next two years interviewing anybody he could get his hands on. He had a captive audience as a dentist, so he interviewed every patient. <laughs> What's your why? Why do you do what you do? Why do you? And, and he wrote down the answers and he wrote down all the questions and he created an algorithm from that to help people discover their why. And that's how it started. Oh, good stuff. Well, let's come back to that in just a moment. We need to take a quick break. You are listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast on the Voice America Business Channel. You can contact me for working together at growingforward at paulkc.org. And you can contact my guest, Dan Dominguez, 
hit him up at Dan at Y Institute. That's W-H-Y, Yinstitute.com. We're going to be back after the break, and we're going to go a little bit deeper into how to find your why, the benefits of finding your why. Maybe we'll throw in that how and that what as well. So stick around with us and uh, continue to be inspired. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye, Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team. Within Bullseye, there are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and of course, interaction with Paul and other industry teams team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more, and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. And welcome back to the Grow Forward Today podcast. I'm with Dan Dominguez, and we're having a great time. Dan was talking about his story of just a few years ago, of how he was transformed by his dentist. His dentist actually kept asking, he was doing some informal research and asking everybody what their why was, the the patients. And then he said, you know what? I want to make uh, a career doing this. So he left his very successful dental practice to do that, got Dan and said, hey, let's do this together. Dan said, yes, when he found his why, it transformed him. And now they've got a whole fleet of coaches and want to transform a billion people's lives to finding their why. So let's keep going on that because this is pretty outstanding. If one of our Grow Forward Today listeners became one of your clients, Dan, hope, hope, right? Right. Where would you start the discovery process with him or her? Great question. So, you know, one of the things that Gary and I and the team learned is, we can't get to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So we put the tool at whyinstitute.com. Okay. So if you are just a casual listener and, hey, I want to discover my why, you can go to whyinstitute.com, click on the link that says, I want to discover my why, okay. and you're going to know your why in five minutes or less. It's wow. a very simple. So there's, there's about 1,900 possible questions you can answer, but it's algorithm-based. So every time you answer a question it throws out a couple hundred of those and it kind of (laughs) guides you towards your why. So you answer a few questions and you know your why. And that has worked tremendous for us. But what we have found is there is a certain percentage of the population that says, okay, I know my why, what do I do with it? Mm -hmm. And that's where our coaches come in, right? So if you're working with a coach and they don't have the why tool, or you're working with a coach who has the why tool, they'll take you through that process because one of the things we found is that there are nine whys and everybody has one. Now we've done this with over 150,000 people and our coaches come to us with feedback and they say, hey, this is the why that I found. This is how I saw it manifested in this client. And we use all that information because our founder's why is to find a better way. Guess what? If, if, If there's a better way to do it, we take it and we implement it. Almost every improvement we've made in the last three years has been from coach feedback or client feedback. So that's the first step. If somebody wants to work with a coach, our coach, whyinstitute.com, has a list of coaches. Every one of our coaches is listed on there. So you can pick a coach based on your why, because we put that up there too, or based on your geography. If you want to try to meet someone that you can meet in person. So we have coaches all over the world. As a matter of fact, I talked to our first New Zealand coach yesterday We have coaches in Australia now. I think we have three of them. We have coaches in England, Germany. We have coaches in Canada. So we're growing all over the world. And that was caused by the pandemic because all of a sudden our great business idea of helping a billion people discover their why by doing live events 
went away in March of 2020. And so we got on social media and we took advantage of the great tool that LinkedIn is. And we started meeting coaches everywhere and introducing them to what we do. Yeah. I, kudos to you for trying to continually make it better. You know, I know people that have developed a tool or um, just some some best practices in their day, and then mm-hmm. they never evaluate it. They never make it better. They just keep playing that same song from <laughs> from years ago. <laughs> but but uh, I, I'm a maximizer on the strength finder, right? So yes. everything I do, I want to take it to that next level. So uh, yeah, kudos to you for taking that feedback from clients and coaches and saying, what else can we do? What else can we do to make that better? And we are so much better today than we were in December, 2019. That's why this September meeting is going to be such a celebration because when we look at where we were then to where we are now, it's such a growth that we've had. And our team is so excited to see all our coaches in person. Yeah. You said you can choose a coach based on your why or geography. When you said based on your why, do you mean some coaches uh, like sort of niche in one of those areas? No, what I mean is if you go and discover your why, so there's nine whys and I can give them to you really quick. So let's, I'm going to give them to you from the most common to the least common. The most common why is contribute people who want to make a difference in the lives of others. Number two is trust. These are people who believe that trust is the most important thing for them. If you trust them and they trust you, sky's the limit. You violate their trust though. It damages the relationship, sometimes permanent. The third why is make sense. People with the why of makes sense are amazing problem solvers. They're people that can take in a lot of data and then they say, huh, I know what we need to do. They're really good at it. They're amazing problem solvers. They make great coaches. They also sometimes get in trouble. I have that as my what. And in that sometimes we solve people's problems that they don't want to get solved, right? We get involved <laughs> in stuff we shouldn't, but that's makes sense. The next one is um, better way. People with the why of better way are always looking to improve things. You hand them something that you think you think is really good and they'll say, oh, that's pretty good. Let me show you how to make it better. They take things from one industry and use it in another. They're constantly innovating. So that's better way. Number five is right way. People with the why of right way are the people that like to follow the rules. There's a right way to do things and they're going to do it that way. They're great to have in your company because these are the people that create systems and processes that you can follow so you can do what you do best over and over. The challenge with them is they once they find something that works, they're, they, don't, they don't flex very well, right? So we have to work with them and show them that what you're going to do that's new can produce consistent, reliable results, and then they'll buy in. So it's understanding that. The next one is uh, challenge. People with the why of challenge love to challenge the status quo. They're the ones that say, why do we have to do it that way? And they're the ones that change the world. Steve Jobs said, why do we have to have a phone with buttons, Right. Herb Kelleher said, why do we have to have reserve seats and first class and meals on a plane? We just need to fly and get there on time. We found that people with the why of challenge need to be in a place where they can be creative. You put them in a box and they'll wilt. You put them in a place where they can be creative and be themselves and they flourish. So we need to know that about our employees, our spouses, our kids. So if they have that why, we can take care of making sure they have the right environment to grow. And then the last three are most rare. The first one is mastery. People with the why of mastery is have, which is number seven, right? But it's the first of the three rarest. Uh, mastery people love to learn just for the sake of learning. These are the people that get PhDs in obscure subjects. And these are the people you want on your side when you need an expert witness at a trial because they know their stuff. And in a company, they're the people everyone goes to to ask a question that nobody else has the answer to. The next one is clarify. People with the why of clarify believe in clear communication. They want to be clearly understood and they want to clearly understand you. So they will use a lot of examples and and they will explain things very clearly. The re, the way you recognize those people, Paul, if, if you send them a contract, they're going to send you a three-page email with questions about the contract, <laughs> right? And we've met those people. But uh-huh. guess what? Those are great people to have reading your contracts because they're not going to let something slip by. So every, every why has a gift and every why has a challenge. So we have to just know them and then how to overcome them. And the last one is simplify. People with the why of simplify believe in making things as simple as possible. And we know them as bottom liners. You know, they're saying, look, just give me the bottom line. What do I have to do? 
you know, Paul is going to give you a 10-step a, a program to grow forward today. And then they're going to say, Paul, can, can you make it three? You know, let's, <laughs> give me the top three things I need to do. They're all about communicating simply. They're great to have in your communication department because they will make the program easy for everyone to understand. So those are the nine whys. Everybody has one. And when you know that, then you can describe yourself to others and say, hey, this is my gift. I'll mm -hmm. make things simple. Or I'm going to give you ideas. I'm a, I'm a challenger. Or I'm a better way guy. I'm going to take what you have and make it better. Can you have more than one? Yes. So, you know, talking about, you know, innovation and doing things better. One of our coaches, Jamie Daragi, came to us and he says, you know, what I have found is just like uh, the, TED, uh, the TED Talk, the Golden Circle, everybody has a why, a how, and a what. Mm -hmm. He said, every one of our clients has a how, and it's one of the remaining whys after the why. Ah. And everybody has a what, and it's one of the remaining whys after their why and how. So we, we, we ran with it. We tested it. We started asking people, okay, what do you think is your how? Of the remaining whys, which one's your how? And the people would say, well... And what we, the way we define that is, how do you bring your why to life? So I'll use me as an example. So my why is to contribute, but my how is to challenge the status quo. So the uh, way I contribute okay. to the success of others is by challenging things, make thinking differently, bringing outside the box solutions. And people say, how'd you survive in the military with a how of challenge? Well, guess what? One of the things I learned in the military, one of the leadership lessons I learned, if you, let, if you give people a mission and let them do their job, they're going to do great things. And I had commanders who said, hey, here's the mission. Go do it. They didn't tell you how to do it. And I, and I thrived in that environment when I was in sales. I remember for the first 17, 16 years I was at, at, at my company, I had a leader who said, hey, Dan, here's your quota. Don't break the law. See you at the quarterly meeting. That was it. <laughs> so I could lead teams. I could do things out of the box. We could have fun. And we hit our numbers. When that leadership changed and I was being told exactly what to do and how to do it and when to do it and how to mm. measure it, I stopped having fun. And that's when I decided to leave. Mm. So my how is to challenge the status quo. And my what is to make sense of the complex and challenging. So your what is what people can count on from you. So if I was to state it in a concise statement, I'd say, hey, look, Paul, if you work with me, I'm a contributor. I'm going to be committed to your success. I'm going to do everything I can to help you succeed. Now, how I'm going to do that is by challenging you. I'm going to force you to look at things in a different way. I'm going to bring some different perspectives that you may not have thought of. And if you're okay with that, we're going to have some fun. But don't worry. One of the things I, I bring, one of my gifts is to make sense of things. So all those crazy ideas I bring with my how, I'll help you understand them so that we can move forward together faster. Now, you're going to have a reaction to that statement. You're going to say, ooh, I like that. Or are you going to say, that's not my coach. And that's okay too, right? Because you know what you're getting into. How often mm -hmm. do we, as coaches, those of you listening, if you're a coach, how often have you had a client that just wasn't a fit? Mm -hmm. And you go and you work with them for a couple of months and you know it's not a fit, but you try to make it work. And maybe they're, they're a right way person and you're very high on challenge. So they want structure and systems and processes and you're all about creativity and doing things differently. So it's not a good fit. And you don't know that about each other. That's the problem. If you know it about each other, then you can work with it. But if you don't, you just don't connect. Every time you have a call, it's frustrating. And so you have to fire them, right? Stinks to fire a client mm -hmm. and maybe have it to give them their, their money back. That's even worse, right? So we prevent that because if you know your why, if you know your how, and you know your what, you know what you bring to the table. And then if you have your client do the YOS discovery is what we call it, your Y operating system. If they do the YOS discovery, then you know what their why, how, and what is, and you know how you fit. And that's where the platinum rule comes in, Paul. The yeah. platinum rule is, we all know the golden rule, treat others as you would like to be treated. Right. But Dale Carnegie told us a long time ago, hey, I love strawberries and cream, but when I go fishing... I find that fish don't like strawberries and cream. I put worms <laughs> on the hook, right? Same, same concept applies. If I'm talking to a client whose why is right way, and their how is make sense and their what is clarify, I want to make sure that what I talk to them about are what systems and processes I can bring. What problem do we solve? And does it provide a clear solution? Because those are the words they're listening for. I'm not changing me. 
I'm just communicating it in their language so that we get that head nod, right? As if you are in, if you're in the growth position like I am, I want coaches on the other side of the phone going like this, nodding their head and saying, gosh, Dan gets me. And it's not a special talent. It's I've taken the time to send you the YOS discovery. So I know your why, your how, and your what, and I know what you're looking for. And so if we're a fit, we're a fit. It also creates a very unique fit between the coach and the client. You know, with nine Ys on one side and nine Ys on the other, three and three, there's a way that you are going to fit your client that's way different than they're going to fit anybody else. Mm-hmm. And the example I mentioned, sometimes right way and challenge tend to butt heads. But what I find is they complement each other really well. Because those right way people need somebody to take them out of their box every once in a while and, and look at things differently. And those challenge people sometimes need a coach that's going to say, hey, here's some systems and processes you need to follow so that all those great ideas you have can lead to success. So we, we, we work in our certification program. We teach client, our coaches how to understand what the strengths are of every why, what the challenges are, and how to overcome them, how to communicate why to why. That's so good. Because that was going to be my next question. If every, if every style has a have gifts and challenges, the coach is probably then just polishing the diamond, right? They're telling you how to light up your, your gifts and how right. to mitigate those challenges. You know, there's a lot of talk out there about changing, right? Oh, I need to change my husband. I need to change. If they would just change this, right? Then, you know, the why, understanding your why, how, and what isn't about changing. It's about living in your strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at Y Institute, we we have a rule. Don't give Dan anything that needs structure because he's not going to do it. My admin's why is right way. He nice. takes care of all the, all that follow-up, all that detail, all that minutia that I just, my, my brain isn't wired that way. I don't like doing that. Give me a, give me a brainstorming session and I'm going to have a blast with you. We're going to get along <laughs> great. Get me on a, on a podcast with Paul Casey, uh, Paul Casey and we're going to have fun. Yep. Tell me to follow a process and a system and do it the same way every single day. And I'm going to not be very happy. And I'm going to be running for the door at five o'clock. And so if we want to keep our employees happy, we want to know what drives them so that we put them in roles that fit them. And it doesn't mean you can't be an accountant if you're a challenge. It just means you can't be in front of a computer all day as an accountant. You're probably going to have to hire people to do that part. And then you're going to do the part that accountants don't like. If I have a friend who has that as his wife, who's a CPA, guess what he does for his firm? He meets with clients because guess what CPAs don't like doing? <laughs> Meeting with clients and entertaining uh-huh. clients. But as with the why of challenge, somebody that likes to do things differently, have variety in their life, he's a CPA who's got talent with numbers, but who likes to meet with people. And he's rare, right? You would have thought, oh my gosh, that guy's going to be failures in account. Well, not if he knows what his why is because he knows what he can bring to an accounting firm. Yeah, that reminds me of my CPA's uh, firm. They say, they call themselves CPAs with personality, which I think is pretty funny. You know, I, <laughs> I know that, that we all have personality, but that's what they're referring to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a spectrum of personality. I remember when I was in business school, uh, we made fun of the accounting uh, majors. We'd say they, they, they took a personality test and if you flunked, they put you in accounting. <laughs> or or the uh, the introverted uh, accountant looks at their own shoes and extrovert accountant looks looks at someone else's shoes. Right, right. <laughs> Love that joke too. <laughs> That's some good stuff there. Well, you like to say, Dan, that passion is the fuel that gives you the energy to pursue your dreams. Tell us a little bit more about that. So we believe then when what when you when what you do aligns with your why and how you want to express it, you're going to have passion. I mean, I wake up every morning and I can't wait to talk to that next potential coach. I can't wait to make a difference in their life. I can't wait to help them. I mean, I, 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 we not only bring them on board, you know, and I'm lucky so far because we're only at about 140 coaches, but I get to work with every single one of those coaches. And then I get to talk about their challenges. What challenges are you having? How are you going to monetize this investment you just made in Y Institute? And we get to go through that and I get to help them because guess what? I've talked to 139 other coaches and I've learned some stuff and I get to share it, right? So when your why matches what you do, 
And, and again, when you look at what do I do every single day, every day I get to contribute to coaches and their success. Every day I get to do it differently. I'm on a podcast. I, I sometimes work from my office. I'm at my home office right now. We have an office uh, building that I go to maybe once every three three months or when I meet with Gary and we, we, we have a, a live meeting once a quarter. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to be in, a, in an office. I, I want to be where I want to be. Sometimes I'm doing work from my truck. I coach my daughter's cross country and track team. And so I have flexibility in my hours. I get to do it my way, which is fits my how of challenge. Mm-hmm. And every day I help people understand what we do. And that's my what of make sense. I get to help people make sense of this why process, this why system. What are you talking about? What is why operating system? So I get to do that. And I get, you know, you could probably tell how much fun I'm having explaining it here. Oh yeah. Cause it makes sense for me. I get to solve a problem. You know, I love that on your LinkedIn profile, you give the world a complete rundown of who you are <laughs> on the various popular assessment tools, including uh, Y Institutes, uh, and that we coaches like to use with other clients, which you brought yep. up at the beginning. Share with us why you did that, and maybe a strategic tip about how to use LinkedIn more strategically like that. You know, I made it my mission. If I run into a new assessment, I take it. Me and, too. <laughs> and, and because I want to I wanna know when I'm talking to someone if they if they are using that assessment, that was the first thing, you know, one of the first, you know, lessons you learn. You, what my coach, Jerry Lujan, always says, Dan, you know, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to get our teeth kicked in as we learn how to monetize this. One of the things we started doing in the beginning is we'd say, oh, so you use the Colby. Let me show you why why is better. Bad idea. Because <laughs> what would happen is you've been using Colby for 15 years. Yeah. And I'm telling you, hey, I've got something better. We just set ourselves up for failure, right? right? If we just, so what we found and, and what the niche that we found is, let me show you how why works really well with Colby. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how it works really well with DISC. Let me show you how it works really well with Myers-Briggs. And when we do that, all of a sudden we're collaborating. Yep. Let me show you how that works. And so I, I put that out there because whatever assessment you're working with, and if you come to me with a new one, guess the first thing I'll do is go take it. There was one that I took. As somebody said, you know, we uh, we um, we use this assessment, and it's it's simple, and it gets to the to the why. And I said, well, I'd love to take it. Thirty five minutes in, I was ten percent through. That's the only one I didn't complete. <laughs> I said, you know, this is not going to yeah. be something. We're not yeah. going to be a fit. I don't think for you. If you, I'd love to do your assessment, but I just don't have that kind of time. Right. And I didn't think it was going to be a fit anyway. But I will take every assessment that comes out there because I want to see how it works with why with our why discovery and our YOS. And so far, what we have found is that we can always find a way to work because, again, we're talking about beliefs and motivations. You can take every single why and use it as an I believe statement. So for me, I can say, look, I believe that success begins when I make a difference in the lives of others. I believe that doing things differently and creatively is a good way to get through life. I also believe that helping people make sense of the complex and challenging is a great way to contribute to their success. It's a belief. And so when you you have your top three beliefs, you can present yourself in that way. Yes. Well, Dan, last couple of questions. What do you want to promote? I think I know what it is uh, for our listeners, personal leadership development. And how could a listener best contact you if they want to follow up? So obviously, you know, our mission. If you want to know your why, go to whyinstitute.com. You can discover your why. If you're a coach and you've heard something today that says, you know what, I want to learn more contact me at dan at whyinstitute.com or even better, go to whyinstitute.com and there's a page there that says coaches. And there's an application that you can fill out that'll give me some information about you so that we can set up a meeting and I can talk to you a little bit about what you do. And you can give me a little bit about uh, a little bit of information about you so we know each other better. And guess what? If you're a coach and you make an appointment with me, I'm going to send you a YOS discovery because I'm going to want to know who you are before we meet. So you're going to get a chance to experience the tool for yourself. And I do that with any coach that I meet with. Fantastic. Well, Dan, you really inspired me today. You inspired our listeners. Keep doing that around the world. Thank you very much, Paul. I have really enjoyed our time together. 
Well, I have some takeaways from Dan. Actually, I wanted to run through those nine whys because I bet you identified with one of them and now you've got to take the assessment. Contribute, trust, make sense, better way, right way, challenge, mastery, clarify, and simplify. And oftentimes it's that second or third one that also will fill in your how and your what. So I don't know why you wouldn't do this. Uh, GFT listeners, but I hope you will reach out to Dan. The GFT podcast is all about putting practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. And remember, if you learn something and don't put it into action within 72 hours, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until they lose their value to your life. And you don't want that. Free tool coming your way. It is one of those little assessments. Go on over to those website, my website, growingforwardservices.net. Take the free animal personality quiz. Not only will you get your results and how to bring out the best in your style, but you'll be in the Growing Forward tribe from then on. And it will be a great resource for you. And then you're going to go over to Dan's assessment and you're going to see how they both work together. I love how he mentioned that earlier, that it's not one is better than another. It's how do they all dovetail to help you live your best life? Thank you for listening to episode 35. Please spread the word about this podcast to those in your circle of influence who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. And until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel.